Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Soul Prince podcast. I'm your host, Akashic Beck, and happy Samhain to those of you who are celebrating at this time and honoring this non-existent veil, allowing it to all come into our awareness and uh, really thriving off of these Scorpio energies right now. So if you're new to Soul Prince, This podcast is dedicated to the pursuit of purpose, whether that is navigating your spiritual awakening, investigating your spiritual gifts, or discovering your past lives and how they tie into your current one. And today's guest and I are going to be talking about her spiritual journey and how human design has played such an immense role in discovering her purpose. She is a middle school and high school educator. She is a human design specialist, and she is the founder and creator of Arnetta's Yarn. Please welcome to the podcast, Miss Tammy Sanders. Welcome, Tammy. Hi, Becca. I'm so happy to be with you today. Yes, it's yes. Such, such a treat. I'm so excited to have someone who knows about human design oh. <laughs> available to us. Well, thank you. Um, human design is so huge. I think there's very few people who know a lot about human design, but there's a lot of us who know a little. So right. we're doing what we can. Yeah. Yes. It's it's very intricate. And every time yeah. I think I have something figured out, I realize I know nothing. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel like so I many, start all over. <laughs> there are so many layers. And just so, so many, many layers of unfolding. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. very beautiful. Very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Tammy, could you tell us uh, a little bit about what human design is like what's a a definition of human design well human design is a combination of several different types of um esoteric learnings that we already use Mm -hmm. it's based partially on the kabbalah on the hindu chakra system western astrology um and a couple other things that have completely lost my mind Left my mind right now. That's but okay. it it brings all of these pieces together, and it's it's more of a tool to help guide you, make decisions that will lead you to your purpose in life. Excellent. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way. It's it's a tool to use. It's it's very similar to a personality type test that you would take, you know, um, if you were meeting with a counselor or something. But it's based on your astrology. Right. And where the planets were at the time of your birth. And also where the planets were um, 88 degrees prior to your birth as well. Oh, yes. Yes. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's two pieces. It's your life purpose and your soul purpose. And then right. they come together when you're born. It's so incredible. And, and I have found it deeply fascinating. And I, I want to thank you on air <laughs> for <laughs> helping me better understand my human design. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I, I'm, I'm honored. I really am. And yes, and to get to know people on such a, a deep level and to get to know myself on such a deep level. Right. Has been what has really changed the trajectory of my life right now. Yes. Oh. So wonderful. So Tammy, um, I wanted to share with everyone how we first met. Um, um, I remember, <laughs> I remember <laughs> meeting you at a class that yeah. um, myself and Deanna Sullivan, the sensitive sage taught mm-hmm. at Delta Groove Yoga in Memphis. And I remember yeah. you coming to a couple of them, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took, well, let's see, it was, would have been October last year. I took an online yoga, kundalini yoga writing workshop with Valentine, which is one of the founders of Delta Groove. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to know more about her. So I just did a, a search and found her as a guest on a podcast, which happened to be Deanna's podcast. I didn't know Deanna at the time. And I went to a workshop at Delta Groove um, a couple months later. It would have been December. And Deanna was putting on the workshop with an, with another person and it clicked. It's like, Oh my goodness, you're the sensitive sage. You interviewed Valentine. So, and then in February, you were there leading workshops with Deanna and that's how I met you. Right. And I remember I was lamenting the fact that she moved away from us and um, 
you offered to be my friend. And here we are. And here we are. And yeah. we have a magical friendship indeed. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's based on growth and possibility, which is really fun because while we allow ourselves to be grumbled the day to days, we're always thinking about what is in our highest purpose and how is, can we make this solution based instead oh. of just grumbling. And I think <laughs> it's causing us to grow. And it's a lot of fun. And I know you enjoy saying how much you enjoy watching my spiritual growth. Well, I enjoy watching you unfolding as a woman coming into, you know, a certain certain status. And it's been really um, enlightening. Oh, thank you, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. That is so kind. So um, moving on to our next question. Um Tammy, who inspires you? Like, how, you know, how, how do you draw inspiration from others? What does that look like for you? Life. So if I read a story about somebody who did something in another country or in the United States that lifted up other women or children or families those stories inspire me. Anybody who can overcome a great obstacle to stand in truth is where I find inspiration. So I find yes. it all around me. Um, stories I read, blogs I look at, uh, interviews I listen to. I listen to podcasts like crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where I, I get my <laughs> Yeah, that's where I get my inspiration. That's how... Um, New thoughts and new wonders come to me is when I see yes. things that other people have done against yes. great odds sometimes. Oh, that, I love that so much. And yeah. it's so true. You know, um, when we see people, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone, uh, that'll make us take notice. But what they do once they get out of their comfort zone is, yeah. is what draws us to them. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you yeah. for sharing that. That's wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So. Okay, so let's dive into the nitty gritty now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and let's talk about your spiritual journey and your spiritual awakening. Could you please share with the listeners what that has looked like for you? Um, okay. In the past year, I have noticed the most significant changes in the way I think and the way I feel and how emotions are so much a part of my life. I can't pinpoint one time where I can say, well, this is when I had an awakening and then I had mm -hmm. you know, a deeper awakening at this time. I can't pinpoint those dates. I just know that my entire life has been an unfolding and I've always been spiritual and drawn to things that weren't necessarily within my comfort zone mm -hmm. um, or within my, you know, my family structure. Like I wondered what it would be like to grow up in an orphanage. <laughs> I said so oh. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, I wonder what that's like. Or I was drawn to uh, communal living. Um, so I was also given a great fear of those things that are different from me, because when I would bring that stuff up, it would be like, oh, no, 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 we don't, you know, those are Hare Krishnas. We don't, we don't associate with them, right. you know, and now later on, I realized that, that there was no fear or harm. They're, they're helping people. Right. And, and trying to help people, you know, get fed and do wonderful things. So um, it was a series of unfoldings and, being knocked back into a but also with it came great deep emotional despair right which has been my companion most of my life is emotional despair um so i was raised well not really raised when i was about 10 years old we started going to a fundamental uh, Baptist church, not part of any great denomination, just a local Baptist church. Mm -hmm. And that's when I developed a relationship with Jesus. And I still have a relationship with Jesus, although I recognize and think a little bit differently about his role and what his true purpose was. 
And I can't help but wondering that the model of the church that he dis- that he sent his apostles out to almost really feels like how we're supposed to be thinking about living with other people, where we all bring different gifts together for a common good, mm-hmm. and how we live in harmony, um, <clears throat> recognizing that there's a purpose greater than ourselves and as a community. So that is really still a strong point for me, a strong faith for me, although for probably oh, five, six, seven years, I chose not to believe. And then I've kind of come back a different way. So I had to kind of le- lose my faith to get my faith back. I think. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It, oh, okay. it, it absolutely does. And I think a lot yeah. of people can relate to that yeah. because it's- we you know, we, we, we follow along with what we've been told and mm-hmm. we don't deviate from that path. Right, right. And then we start asking questions. Right. <laughs> and, that, and, when, and that's where the trouble starts. Right. Because so. <laughs> people, people don't feel safe right. when somebody brings up something that's different. Um, and it's, I can't fully say live and let live, but I can allow for situations that we don't always understand. Mm-hmm. And if we think that about our lives as having a purpose, there has to be steps for us to get to that purpose and for that unfolding to take place. Mm-hmm. So exactly. all of our experiences are part of that purpose. So if something horrible happens to somebody, we can't excuse it because of you know, well, it was probably part of their purpose. They needed that lesson. We don't excuse the things by being fluff like that, but we embrace the opportunity to find out why did I go through that? Right. What can I take from that to be stronger, to help other people and to help make the world a better place? Right. Because, you know, none of us want to believe that we um, suffered in vain. Right. And, um, you know, allowing these lessons, because, I mean, I've quoted her so many times, Dolores Cannon says that we come to earth to learn and and, and it's all one big learning experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really um, in having an Akashic record reading with you. It took me a while. I don't know if you remember. It was about three months before I was even willing to entertain the idea. <laughs> I, um, remember, I remember. Yeah. And I, I and I was like, am I going to burn in hell for this? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. And it was such, I mean, it was instantly healing. Because you, you were like, you opened the records and my guides were swooping in. It was like, whoa. <laughs> and a grandma came by to see. And I just imagined her going, what? My Tammy? My Tammy's here? I got to go see. You know, and that's just kind of what I imagined, that there was a great celebration. And my emotional wave is kicking in right now. But mm-hmm. there was a great celebration that I had awakened to this part of my journey. And I was willing to look at, there is a whole team of people that have been working with me for the last 57 years so that I can fulfill my purpose. And now that I have a vision of what that purpose is, it all just, it's all clean. Do you you know what I mean? I do. All of the bad things that I thought I did, everything is clean. Yes. It's all it's just, it's all just so beautiful is yes. the only way I can I express it. Still was hard and yes. there were really awful things that happened, but I don't have to live in that now. I can live above that now. Right. That doesn't and, have to be your story. Right. And I'm, ch- I'm changing that story bit by bit. Um, my 3 a.m. wake up call this morning was, oh my gosh, you got to tell the story about the bear and the the turtle. So I wrote, <laughs> I, I wrote a blog post this morning about the bear and the turtle. So hopefully oh. I'll get that up this evening. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. I remember that. That was incredible. Yeah. And more came to me as I was, I was writing. Oh, really? Things, okay. Yeah. And as I was writing, um, well, over the past couple of weeks, I've been feeling this great need to write more. But I just write on my iPad and I don't have it in any structure and there's no organization. And the voice that came to me 
um, was, it's okay. Once you start writing, we'll tell you what to write. So my guides already know what my story is, and they will guide me through it as I write it. I just have to sit down and put my keys, on, my fingers on the keyboard. That's right. They'll take care of the rest. And they did this morning. So I look forward to sharing that with you later. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. You know, I feel like um, taking inspired action mm -hmm. is, you know, sometimes even if you don't know how that's going to look or how it's going to come together, just doing something is right. so powerful in yeah. getting to that point. So yes, I, I, I feel like everybody should take note. <laughs> if, you <feel laughs> stu if you feel stuck or are you yeah. aren't sure how things are going to come together, just try to do one thing. You don't have to have it all figured out. Yep. Just you know, do the just, next thing. Yeah. Because our guides are always, collaborating with us. I don't want to say conspiring. Right. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> there might be some, <laughs> there might be some conspiracy involved. There um, might be. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just imagine, um, imagine two guides having this discussion. Well, you can't give her that <laughs> lesson right now. She's too young. Well, right. you know, she's got a lot of lessons to learn. This is a really good one for her to learn right now. And then the other guy's like, well, come on. She's just a baby. Right. Don't take that joy away from her now. And then the wise right. guide is like, we all agreed to this. She agreed to this. We can't right. change this now because we think it might be too hard. Right. We need to say it's too hard. She's going to think it's too hard. You guys, we can't think it's too hard. So I just imagine that they have these discussions sometimes. Oh, I'm, um, absolutely they do. Yes. Yeah, especially <laughs> our guides, ascended masters, and our ancestors. They've all had human existences. And right. although they don't feel the pain and the despair, they still recognize when somebody is losing their joy. You know, it's like, oh, man, look at her. She's just losing her joy. We got to come in here and we got we to gotta give her what she needs. Right. To get exactly. through this. So they still recognize it. They may not have feelings attached to it but they still recognize it right and I think that's another reason why they always say that they honor us and they honor mm -hmm. our path that we're on because they yeah. know it's all part of yeah. this gr gigantic web of existence mm -hmm. and we're yeah. just playing our part in that yeah yeah and enjoying the process earth yeah. is supposed to be the fun place to go exactly this is where we go to have experience so have the human experience Right, exactly. Whatever that might look like for you. Beautifully said, yeah. Tammy. This is why yeah. I love that you're here. You have <laughs> you have an amazing way with words. Everybody go read uh, your blog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I have two blogs. I have one that I have that I just stopped writing to, and that one's on WordPress. And that's mm -hmm. um something to challenge my reality. And I started mm -hmm. that blog when I moved to Mississippi. And yes. then yeah. Um, so please tell everybody where you're from because okay. um, I don't, you know, I, I just realized we didn't talk about where you grew up or anything. <laughs> oh, I know. We just jumped right in to the we good did, stuff. We did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we said. That's why, you know, we just don't know how to be normal people. We can only talk about these things. <laughs> that's right. We're um, conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm from a really small town up in Western New York off the shores of Lake Ontario. Um, the closest big city would be Buffalo. So I grew oh. up with the winters and I ventured across the country before, and this is my second venture. 10 years ago, I started teaching. Well, I, 10 years ago, I got, I finished my bachelor's degree and didn't know what to do with it. So through some kind of force, I was, um, I was, through some kind of force, I was chosen to work with Teach for America teaching in Mississippi. So I came down to Mississippi and started a brand new life, and I'm still here 11 years later, um, not teaching in the public school anymore, but um, teaching online a couple of days a week. I'm sorry, teaching online a couple hours every morning, and then I also do private tutoring. So um, it's really interesting and exciting how and why I'm here and uh, down in Mississippi near Memphis. Yes. And I, yeah, and I just am looking forward to what else happens. What comes next? <laughs> what comes so, next? That's yeah. the big question. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm a, although I'm a little more settled now as I approach 60 than I was when I was approaching 40. Mm -hmm. I, so I don't know if there's another big cross-country move for me. 
<laughs> we, that remains to be seen. You never know. You never you know. just never know. So we've talked about you being an educator. Let's mm-hmm. talk about your human design experience. What yeah. led you to human design? How did you discover it? And what compelled you to want to become a human design specialist? Oh, I'm not sure about that last one. But um, <laughs> I found human design oddly by accident. And I was initially turned off by it because it seemed too sciencey for me, which is really weird since I read, I watch the Weather Channel like it's you know, learning, the learning network. Um, <laughs> and I, I get really excited about weather patterns. So I don't know why I thought it was too sciencey. Then I came across the quantum human design, which was developed and created by Karen Curry Parker. And I liked the way the words were used. I am always seeking to find the actual precise word that's going to express exactly what I'm trying to say. And I liked that all of the words... There was no doom and danger. Everything was written in an uplifting way and for healing and for growth. And so I started reading and wanted to know more. And it's like, well, uh, maybe I'll get a reading and have someone read for me. And then based on my profile, we shouldn't be surprised because I'm experiential and I want to do and try all the things. I um, said, well, the only way I'm going to be able to figure it out is if I learn how to do it myself. So that's why. That's why I signed up to take the training, because I wanted to be able to understand it for myself, to help Mm -hmm. myself, to help me learn more about me. And astrology just seemed too difficult. This, I can understand it. It makes sense. I can look at an aspect in my chart and think about how does, what does this mean in my life? How does this look in my life? How do I experience this? I'm still learning how to put the pieces together into a beautiful, uh, beautifully woven story, but mm-hmm. I, I can take the pieces and review them and kind of piece them together. It's like, oh, okay, so this is working with this and okay. And that's why I feel these emotional waves and that's what this is about. And probably learning about an emotional wave was the biggest key of understanding for me. Yes. Um, Because I have struggled all of my life with deep, deep lows, deep despair, um, dread, depression, um, to the point where just thinking about taking another step or another breath was too hard. I just can't Mm. do it. And that has been the experience of my life um, from probably I remember my earliest episode which is not a really good term for it. I was about seven. And I just remember experiencing this and not knowing why and figuring something was wrong with me. Why do I feel so awful? What is wrong with me? But I am what's, I have a, um, my emotional solar plexus is defined and in human design that is, um, it's defined, connected to the root and the spleen. So I have fear and I have emotions and it's deep, deep despair, high, high, you know, exaltation. And that's how I flow. Mm-hmm. But because of being human, I've attached feelings to those emotions. So when I when the emotion would start and just picture an ocean wave and how it just kind of builds and builds until it crashes and then it eases back. Mm -hmm. And that's how I envision it in my mind. Um, But being human, we don't understand it. So we have to give it a purpose and a reason. And unless you understand that that's where your inspiration is coming from, you're attaching feelings to it, human feelings. Oh, that means I'm afraid. Or, oh, this means that I'm in a bad relationship. Or this means that, or this means I'm sad. Or this means I'm scared. Or this means I hate myself. Or this, you know, and I would detach all of these feelings to the emotional wave. So probably over the last six months, the hardest thing has been taking those feelings out of the wave and allowing the wave to flow and feeling the inspiration that comes from it. Right. And I can, I can not really manipulate, but I can direct the emotional wave to be productive now. 
mm-hmm. just by setting an intention. Because a minute ago when I was talking, I could feel it churning up because I was talking about something that really means something to me. Mm-hmm. And instead of letting it overcome me by attaching feelings to it, I just let it go and it just left. So that tells me that I'm raising my vibration. So the lows are not, they may be as low, but my baseline is a little bit higher. Exactly. And that is the lesson that I've been able to take out of human design. And especially through the quantum human design, um, because Karen talks about it very much, how emotions are the creative center. And that's where my writing comes from. And that's where... Um, ideas come from. And then when I get to the higher high, then I get really productive and I make things happen. But when I'm in my lower low, I just need to just be writing and reading and being quiet and just letting it do what it needs to do. Right. Just kind of going with the end. Yeah, exactly. And I think about it as surfing and (laughs) I, I talk about surfing somewhere. Um, Sometimes you have to crash through. You don't quite get on the wave and you crash through the wave. But eventually you become experienced enough that you can, unless it's it's, exceptionally difficult at times, you can ride on top of the wave and just let the wave carry you where it needs to carry you without resisting and without attaching words to it, just allowing it to, to go. Right. And then you just kind of slide onto the sand. <laughs> um, as opposed to, you know, two weeks, a week ago, not even a week ago, where I crashed through a wave. Yeah. And I had attached all these feelings on it and I put all these things on it. And that's when my guides must have decided it's okay to go directly to you and tell you, hey, Tammy's not paying attention to us. <laughs> <laughs> And you, so. yeah, so I appreciate that, that we're connected, that my guides are comfortable just going to you directly and saying, hey, will you talk to her? She's not listening <laughs> to us. She forgot. Yes. But I was, I had crashed in the water and I needed to come back up again. So, right. Yeah. And they know, and, and yeah. that's, and that's why they're our guides. Yeah. <laughs> they're here to, yeah. to help us out when we need help because, yeah. I tell you, we don't know it all, even no. though we think we do. <laughs> no, we don't. And even when we think we know, we really don't know. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I love that uh, your guides are comfortable with me. And I find yeah. that, that that happens so much, you know, especially here lately. Yeah. Um, when I do a reading for, for others, um, sometimes their guides will come back around because they're familiar with me now. Oh, okay. And so they yeah. they will talk to me. So this this happens more often than you think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very very familiar with your guides now. Yeah, yeah, especially the <laughs> to Simsy. Let's just say she yes. she's got a mouth on her. <laughs> she does, but yes. I like it. She's spicy. I, I love her. <laughs> she's, she's spicy and sassy, and she. She's great at the hand on the hip with the toe tapping. That's right. Yes. I know. And yeah. it's so funny how our guides have these incredible personalities. Yeah. I mean, you just, you would think that they would be solemn and speaking yeah. and bellowing right. voices right. or something. <laughs> They're right. not at all. No. Even they my big radiance. guide is, yeah. Even my big guide, my guardian, as big as a city block, you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as big as a city block. He had to be, because that was the only way I was going to survive. He had to be all around me. Couldn't just be in front or to the side. No, he had to be everywhere. That's right. Um, because it was like, where's she going now? Boom, there she goes. Got to go catch her. Um, That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't even have a booming voice. He barely says anything. He just kind of hangs out there. Yeah. 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 Some of our guides are very quiet. Yeah. Um, some don't even, they don't even like to approach. Right. Um, because they, they feel more comfortable, you know, at a distance and, um, even from us. So (laughs) we, we just have to let them be whatever they want to be. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So they all have their, they all have their purpose too. Absolutely. Yeah. So in, in talking about human design, Mm -hmm. um, so, let's let's explain it as if we're explaining it to someone who doesn't know anything about human design. 
could you tell people about like the basics like um your your type Uh um and and please share and please share your profile as well um your type your profile etc yeah so i am a manifesting generator which in quantum human design is known as a time bender because we literally want you change we want you bend time um and there are five different energy types so you have the manifester the manifesting generator, the generator, the projector, and the reflector. And they all have different gifts that they bring to society. Society is complete when you have some of each. Now, reflectors is only a very few percentage. I think it's 9% of the population, although it's going up, are reflectors. And that means they're, they're open and they reflect back what everybody around them is doing, saying, feeling, thinking. They can reflect back the the mood of a room. Mm-hmm. They are prone to despair because they they know that there's so much potential and possibility. Right. And then projectors are kind of our watchers and our guides and directors. They're the ones who can see the big picture. And they'll also, I can't remember the exact emotional words that are associated with each type. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're also going to experience, I think, bitterness. Because mm-hmm. they know that so much more could be done. And they, right. I believe it's resentment and bitterness. Yeah, yeah. resentment yeah. and bitterness for reflectors and projectors. And then mm-hmm. the generators and the manifestor generators have, um, they have sacral energy. The sacral is your powerhouse motor. That's where you get sustainable life force energy. Mm-hmm. And it's consistent life force energy. So we have the energy. And manifesting generators are primarily generators with manifesting ability Mm -hmm. um um, so we're the ones the generators are able to to work through a process and the purpose is to master the process so a generator is going to have a step-by-step learning process with some plateaus in the middle where you'll feel some frustration that you're not moving anywhere And then a manifesting generator is going to skip steps and have to go back and try things over. And a lot of people, we're the ones who won't read the directions until we've tried it first. And then we have to go back and read the directions and maybe redo something that we already did. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the time bender explains it purposely. We're looking for ways to save time, to manipulate processes to go faster. And, um, and then the manifestors are the orchestrators. They have the big visions and they can get things started. They don't have the generator power to see it all the way through necessarily. Mm-hmm. So everybody has their role to play. And that's how I keep thinking, you know, like the early church was supposed to be a microcosm of this kind of energy. Mm. Where you have all of the generators and because manifesting generators and generators make up 70% of the population. So seven out of 10 people. And then you would have like one reflector in a handful of, um, in a, in a couple projectors in your group. And that would be like a complete, you know, a complete, it would be complete mm-hmm. because everybody would have their part. Right. And, and their role and everybody's working together for common purpose. Right. Um, so those are the five types. So I'm a manifesting generator and then there's 12 different profiles and I'm a three, five pro- profile and it's um, experiential and a teacher. And I am just not good with the official names. It's a heretic and I don't, what's the five called? I can't even remember now. Um, the, um, uh... Martyr heretic. The martyr heretic. The three is the martyr and the heretic is the five. Yes. So the the three, it's we're experiential learners. We have Mm -hmm. to try it. We want to try it a couple different ways. We're gonna um which perfectly explains why I went to learn human design instead of just having a human design reading done. Right. Because of my third (laughs) line. And then our fifth line is we draw people to us. Um, when our aura is clear, people come to us because we have things to teach. Right. So my, my teachings are going to be based on what I have experienced. Whereas you have a one, so your teachings are going to be more about things that you have learned. 
right? I'm a I'm a five one five one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm the heretic investigator. Right. So you're going you you have things to teach us, but you're more likely to study everything you can about something, whereas I'm just going to jump in with both feet and try it first. <laughs> And then I'll come to you. That is totally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. so true of us. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we both have things to teach, but we're teaching from a different perspective and we're also teaching from a different knowledge base. Right. But and it works together. Well, what I find so incredibly interesting, and, and this is just a, we're, we're still talking about human design, but I, do, I just wanted to add a side mm-hmm. note in that, you know, of course I'm into numerology. Oh yeah, and I find yeah. I I was thinking about it one day because this is this is so how my brain works. Like I just I I, I go through you know different doors and and mm-hmm. think about things abstractly. So right, um, and me being a five one, the heretic investigator, um, my sun number, which um, for those of you who aren't familiar with sun number, that is your month and date of birth added together and then reduced to a single digit. Mine is the seven. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, it makes total sense <laughs> that, okay. that I'm a five one and my number is seven because seven is the number of um, acquiring knowledge and higher oh, learning. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started cracking myself up because I was like, of course I would think about right. something like this. Yes. <laughs> and and me, me being a five one, this is very true to my mm-hmm. time. That is, you know, it, I'm not surprised because they all work together, our they astrology do. and our numerology. And human design is a tool that uses a lot of these aspects together. Exactly. Yes. It's, and and it's predominantly some, astrology. I don't think they use any yeah. kind of numerology no. necessarily. No. And there's been some discussion trying to find alignments and you can find like equal amounts. It's like, well, everybody who has this makeup is going to be this numerology. It's like, nope, it doesn't work. So people have tried to find it, but mm-hmm. I think it's how it's the flavor or the essence, which I don't like those words because they don't really describe what I'm trying to say. It's, I think when you put all of the pieces together, it makes them more cohesive and right. it gives you like the shell. It's like, okay, this I can focus on this one thing. I don't have to look at the whole big thing. I can look at what does the numerology say, and I can just sit with that for a while if I need to. I th- right. Is what I'm, I think I'm trying to say, that we, we use the tools as we need them mm-hmm. and trust that we are knowing what we need to know when we need to know it. Absolutely. That makes sense? It absolutely does, okay. yes. It makes total yeah. sense. Um, yeah. So, okay, we covered your type and your profile. Mm-hmm. And then you earlier you, in the discussion, you were talking mm-hmm. about your authority. So everybody right. has a different authority. And I yes. believe it's based on your type. Is that correct? It, it, it's, oh, you're asking all these technical questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, no. <laughs> so you have your authority and your strategy. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, um, I have an emotional authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means my emotional solar plexus is defined, which means it has connecting channels to other centers, like the mm-hmm. root or the will center of the throat or the sacral. And with emotional authority, I have to wait to go through a complete emotional cycle before I can really make a good decision for something big. You know, what to buy at the grocery store? Not, not so important. But... <laughs> Am I going to sign up for this $2,000 course? I have to wait for the whole wave to go through. Right. And, but we also have the strategy, which comes with our design. So as a, a manifesting generator, our strategy is to wait. So we have to wait to respond to something in the outside world. And the perfect example of that is how my new um, tutoring started I had put out into the universe how can I use my human design to help people at the same time I'm teaching and I love teaching um, I just get burned out in the public school mm-hmm. so it's just not I can't be in the public school right now just because it's just too exhausting on me physically and mentally right. um, but teaching online is wonderful for me right now so I put that out into the universe how can I use human design to help people 
what is my purpose, how, and slowly things started coming to me. I'm supposed to teach that which I need to know. That's like a message I got. Um, and then it's like, okay, so teaching human design, am I supposed to teach human design? No, I don't think so. And I just these thoughts, and I wasn't really making any decisions. I was just letting thoughts come and go. And just out of the blue, you said something, and, it, and I don't even know what you said. But I had already put that out in the universe, and it had come to you, so you put it in my outside reality. And you said, well, you know, you use human design to help students know how they're going to learn best. And I was like, whoa, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I never thought about that, never. And I think about how just knowing my, my style and my authority, what a difference it would have made as I was going through my growing up time. And so it just makes sense to me because we all learn in a different way. And the public school is not always going to be the best option for our, for our kids. Um, but it's, a lot of times it's the only option we have. Right. So just learning that I can help support families and beautiful um, as a teacher and as a human design specialist you know limited specialist I still have so much more to learn but it's a process it takes time like everything else of course yes. yeah yeah so I tutor students and I empower families empower uh, parents so that you know how to work in the public school because you're going to know how your child learns best and how exactly. your child is inspired in what gives them joy how do they learn best um i can look at a handful of kids and most of them don't learn best by reading most of them learn best by hands-on trying or by doing independent research into things that they kind of want that'll lead them to the to what their assignment is but right. not everybody is designed to take notes on note cards with you know your citations perfectly written on the back some people have to have scraps of paper all over the place. <laughs> so we have, to, we have to learn how we learn best. Right, exactly. And um, I think it's just so interesting, too, because I feel like human design has helped me understand my fundamentals yeah. of how I operate, not just mm -hmm. in learning, but just in other aspects of my life. Yeah. Um, but how we learn is so important. And, mm -hmm. and I love how you have taken those connections and you're like, oh, well, I can do something about this and yeah. empower people, empower parents and students mm -hmm. to um, really, truly grasp the concept of, okay, this is what is going to suit you best. Let's run yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And our students, once they're given the freedom to explore something in the way that interests them, they'll stop gravitating towards things that might be more damaging to them, like hours and hours and hours of video games. I think there is a place in life for video games. I think it mm -hmm. does something for our kids that we don't appreciate because we don't have the same physio physiological makeup as they do. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't want, you want kids to be exploring new things and be creating and creative. And while there's a place and a time for video games, a lot of times it's used as, um, as a numbing tool because right. they're, they're just not fulfilled in life. Right. And you become fulfilled when you're allowed to experience and experiment as part of your learning. Right. Exactly. And I still mean, it makes it. complete and yeah. total sense. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No. And I, because, and then still to be able to function in the public school. Yeah. And that's why, that's why parents need to understand how their child learns. Right. They can help them. Um, like if you have an essay to write in high school and it's due in a month, some students will start right away. Others won't start until the very end. But you have to understand how does your student learn best and you have to help guide them. You have to help them guide and plan how they're going to approach it before they just sit down and like, oh, it's due now. Right. Um, <laughs> And then procrastinate. Yeah. And that'll give them the tools for life. Right. 
you know, because you have to plan these things, but you have to understand how you plan and how you create and how you think. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny, I, if I look back on my own childhood mm-hmm. and how I, you know, how I performed in school and how I spent my downtime, uh, I, I was a really good student for most of my school career. <laughs> and, um, and then yeah. I, I found out about boys and, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> I had, I had a, a distraction, but yeah. Um, I also, on my downtime, I was still reading. I was still mm-hmm. looking into things and discovering things. And, yep. um, I mean, of course, I did watch television, but I feel like I didn't watch as much television as my peers. I feel like I was always, yeah. you know, digging into something. And yeah. in learning about my human design, I had to laugh because I was like, this is mm-hmm. completely and totally me. <laughs> you know, yeah. this, this made yeah. complete and total sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It's nice to be validated. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You feel seen. And and another thing about manifesting generators is we're not always designed to stick with the same thing. Right. So for me to have seven jobs and a handful of years, it's not nothing. That's not to be ashamed of. Because I'm not no, supposed not. to stay, stay with the same thing forever. So I've gone from being, um, you know, an office employee, you know, administra- administration mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. teacher. But I've had so many different experiences and different jobs right. um, over the years. Everything from construction to environmental conservation. I mean, the whole gamut. So Yeah. And, and, and I feel like. You know, I'm a manifesting generator as well, and mm-hmm. I feel like we are the collector of experiences. Yeah, <laughs> that's our yeah. that that's yeah. our thing. Like, don't yeah. hate. <laughs> yeah. And multitasking is in our blood. We have to multitask. We have to have more than one thing going at a time. And not everything is the big exciting stuff. Um, right now, my big exciting project that I can get lost in is I'm cleaning out my files. <laughs> so recognizing I don't need to keep everything in paper copy anymore. So I'm cleaning out my files slowly but surely. But that's my fall too when I just need something mindless. So I have lots of different projects going on. I do some yes. beading. I do. I make notebooks. You know, just all kinds of stuff. Excellent. But, I love it so much. Yeah, but we're supposed to. So how would you say that in finding human design, it has it has kind of made, it, it has made your purpose more clear. Would, would you say yeah. that, um, it, that you're still figuring that out, you're still piecing it together at this time? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like you have more of a concrete vision? I did have a concrete vision, but a lot of it is still unknown. Right, and of course. so I'm just trusting that I will know what I need to know when I need to know it Mm -hmm. and one of my biggest lessons to learn and it's in my human design chart is um, learning to trust in divine timing which means learning to trust my highest self I already know intuitively what is in my highest best interest I just have to learn to trust that and, right. and in today's world, especially, there's a lot of pressure to make decisions right now. And I will agree to something in great enthusiasm, because at the time, it sounds fantastic. Then it, into it, about 10 days or three weeks, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, nah, it doesn't feel so good anymore. I don't want to do that now. Um, I think about going to a seeing Sting in concert. Somebody had said, hey, when Sting Concerts go on sale, you want to get some and go to the concert? And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Let's go. <laughs> you know, a month later when the tickets go on sale, I'm like, oh, geez, I really don't. I don't know. It's uh, a yeah. I don't want to go. It's going to be cold. You can tell I was getting older by then. I wasn't in my <laughs> 20s anymore. Um, I relate to this so much. <laughs> yeah. So just learning to trust in the timing and learning yes. to practice the pause. And even though something is, I'm greatly enthusiastic about it right this minute, I have to learn how to say, but let me get back with you and make sure that this is in alignment with what I need to be doing right now. 
And um, it's hard to do. It's really hard to do, especially when it's a one-time now offer. Get 40% off now. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I really want that. Like, I'm no, stressed. You don't. Yeah. 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 So yes. just saying, you know what? I really want that right now. So I'm going to pin it up on my bulletin board and I'm going to look at it for three weeks to a month. And I'm finding that three weeks is about what I need. I thought I only needed like three or four days. That's crazy. I'm all right. over the place in three or four days. I really need <laughs> several weeks for, for that topic to kind of level out and I can feel my midline. Right. Uh, and and that's that's what it's all about is finding our middle space, mm-hmm. you know, our midline. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it, that is where we can comfortably make decisions. Right, right. And if you're an emotional person, though, you will have your highs and you will have your lows, and they can they're different based on what kind of definition you have. Um, but even if you are undefined and not emotional. You're still affected by the transits and by the people around you. Right. So you, you may still experience these waves, but um, you still can trust that your initial reaction, as long as you're responding to something that you've ex- um, seen on the outside, um, you can pretty much assume that you're making the right decision. Right. And we all have, and speaking of which, um, making decisions, um, Mm -hmm. we all in our centers, like we all use different centers to, to make our decisions. So you said yours is your solar plexus and it comes through as emotion. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, for me, um, I, I have sacral authority. Right. So I I have to use my gut instincts Mm -hmm. to make decisions. And I'll have sacral authority. And this will be my initial response because all generators have a defined sacral Mm -hmm. and manifesting generators have a motor to the throat. That's Mm -hmm. how they become manifesting. And we happen to have, which is the most powerful. So, um, you're going to get a pulse from your spleen, which is going to give you an instant yes or no. And your sacral is going to, your sacral is stronger than your spleen, but they'll mix together and you'll be like, yes or no. And you can pretty much trust that as long as you're responding appropriately. Right. Whereas I, my, my sacral can be, oh yes, I want to do that. I still have to wait for my emotions to, to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't need to, if, if you don't have a split, you may not have, that much distance between your emotions and your decisions mm-hmm. where I have a lot of space there. So I have, and that's just learning about me. Right. And, yeah. and, and the timing it takes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my big mission right now. My big purpose right now is learning to trust the divine timing, yes. trust my in my innate knowingness that I will make the right decision when the time is right. And then I can't push it because when I try and push it and force it, it just, it does not, it's not going to work out. Right. And I think this is a, an, an excellent, uh, I guess, intro to learning about your personal human design, all of you listeners mm-hmm. out there, if you're not familiar with it and how validating and extraordinary it is to learn about these things mm-hmm. because it it puts more pieces of the puzzle together and it helps you to notice, you know, where, like where in your body you feel these, um, you feel these things or how you process things in Mm -hmm. order to heal faster or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one, um, one mantra chant that I use quite often. Um, Wahe Guru. And it's just an acknowledgement of the divine. Um, there's much deeper meanings to it. And, um, but I use that mantra a lot in my meditation because mm-hmm. it's kind of how I see how my design works. And yes, and just in learning has really changed, just learning about myself. So, yeah, I highly recommend that people find out about their your, their human design. If you're interested in astrology and the Kabbalah and chakras, it's, it's not, it's not unattainable to learn the foundations. Right. And, and and that's, what's so fascinating about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So moving on to my final or one of my final questions is 
please share about your new venture called Arnetta's mm-hmm. Yarn. Yeah. So um, Arletta is a family name and no one was allowed to use it. And as I'm trying, I, as I'm starting a new blog where I am not going to feel restricted or censor myself, I really felt dra- drawn to that word. So, so Arletta is in honor of, 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 of a, a deceased relative and also in honor to all of my ancestors. Yes. And yarn is yarn. A yarn is a story and a yarn can be a lot of fiction with a touch of truth or can be truth with some fiction, but it's just kind of like a meandering story. So the theme of the blog is to kind of meander around and connect, help connect all the pieces. And it's a place for me to use my creative energies and, in just a variety of ways. And then if I'm inspired by somebody else's original writings, I repost those. Um, Yeah. But together with that, I've also ventured into offering tutoring for uh, students. And I call it tutoring students and empowering parents. And it's an opportunity for parents to get to know their child's human design and how it how they best work, and then to use that information to help them throughout school, where I'm just a temporary tool, uh, not in a resource, but not, I'm not trying to get tutoring students that need me for the next four years. Right. I want, we need to empower our students, and to empower our students, we need to empower our parents. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because as a parent and and I can attest to this myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you realize at some point when you're trying to help your child, I can only do so much like, okay, I've I've hit kind of an impasse. Yeah, I I need more professional help. Mm -hmm. Um, And so and that's where like you would step in and Mm -hmm. you would say, okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'm. We're gonna get yep. you to the next level. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because and you guide. Yeah. With ten years in the pub, with nearly ten years in the public school, mm-hmm. and in the English department, which is a tested subject, and there's so much pressures on teachers. I really had to learn how to help these students who were grade levels behind in reading, like mm. three or four years behind in reading really help them find the tools. I didn't know anything about human design, but I understood that every student learned differently. And I got really good at just finding that one little spark that was going to light the student up. Also encouraging them that, yeah, we don't always like our assignments in life, but we do them because it teaches us something. Um, Right. Yeah. But it's scary. And it's scary for parents because you don't understand the school system. I didn't understand the school system until I was working in it. And then I was like, are you kidding me? This is, <laughs> this is why we're here is for test scores. Right. What about expanding minds and opening doors? And what about art and music and gym class? What about all those things? Right. I mean, and I do feel, I mean, of course, there's a place, like you said, for public schools. And mm-hmm. uh, um, as you said earlier, Sometimes that's the only choice that parents have because, you know, a lot of homes have two parent homes and Mm -hmm. they both work. Yeah. um, Or, you know, single parent homes and they have to make ends meet. And so they have to rely on the school system to, um, you know, invest in their children. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And, 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 And trust me, every teacher in the school is there because they want to teach the kids. Right. I didn't run into any, there's nobody in teaching right now for the money. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not here for the paycheck. Trust me. Right. Um, I'm here because I care about the education of the next generation. Right. And, you know, our, our kids are special. Our kids are more evolved than we are. We have to recognize that. The earth right. is coming to a shift. And every individual has a human design. Well, the earth itself has human design and it's go and it goes through cycles mm-hmm. and we're leaving the cross of planning right now and moving into the cross of the rising phoenix right and 
um, the astrology for the next few years tells us that we're in for great options. But for the phoenix to rise, the phoenix has to burn. Right. And, and not to be scared about it, but to look at it as we have work to do. We have to keep going. We can't quit and say this is hard. Right. So teaching our kids to work within the public school system, in the society we have now, is hard. But mm-hmm. we can't quit now. We have no. to keep going. And people are going to keep trying to hold on to the old ways. But the old ways aren't coming back. We're now a digital society. Um, which, oh, give me, now we're going to go off into the age of Aquarius and what that really means. So, uh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you've been way, really good about keeping me off of tangents because, you know, we'll start on one subject. <laughs> it's so easy to do. And I think oh, our listeners, I, I'm sure our listeners are the same way, or at least many yeah. of them are. Yeah. Um, because all of this stuff, when, when you start delving into your spiritual journey and mm-hmm. you start, you know, you start looking outwards and you start yeah. to see the connections and everything. Right. It's really easy to get off track. It is. It's hard to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I discovered a long time. Well, when my oldest was, was born, I had a conversation with her grandfather about how we never finish conversations anymore. Before <laughs> she was born, we could sit and talk about a book for a couple hours without distraction. But well, as soon as you have kids, you never are able to finish a topic. You have to just have to be able to turn on a dime. And I just dug right into that because I will go all over the place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, conversation surfing is a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it was a thing. Um, when I met my husband, uh-huh. he, t- he coined that term to me. I and- love it. And I, I was like, oh, okay. And then when we had our, our son, I was uh-huh. like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we're touching on all of these topics, but we're not going deep because there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. And and, and, and I'm sure some people do still do that, um, but yeah. who has the time, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the One of the newest things in publications right now is microbot micro podcasts which are podcasts that are only up to seven minutes long if people don't have the time or they're not taking the time um to listen to an hour long or two hour podcast which i i'll listen to them all day long so oh yes yeah. it, it definitely um podcasts have helped uh help me with the monotony of of yeah. editing pictures mm-hmm. and <laughs> and yeah. washing dishes and yeah and <laughs> yeah because I, I have, as a manifesting generator, I think I, I need that extra stimulation. Always. Yeah. I have <laughs> headphones on all the time and I have these great induction ones so that they might, don't plug my ears anymore so I can still hear what's going on around me. And awesome. Uh, yeah. So they're always on. They're always there. I'm either listening to chanting or a podcast. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, to wrap up this yeah. incredible podcast, um, oh, Tammy, so I would fun. I would love to have you back on Soul Prince in the oh, future for sure. Yeah, um, pick please, a topic. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll just write them all down and pull it out of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so please tell our listeners how they can reach you okay. and um, you know any other information that you'd like to share. Sure. Um, so I am on Instagram, uh, Delta dreamer is one of my handles and I think it's Delta dot dreamer. And then my other one is Arletta's yarn. It's A R L E T T A S Y A R N all Mm -hmm. one word. Arletta's yarn, um, is my other one. So you can reach me through messaging on there, or I have a email address that's for my tutoring students. And they can also reach me there. And that's Tammy.is.the.teacher at gmail.com. And all of those dots, I, my seniors in my last class, my last public school class group of seniors gave me that name and it stuck. So, Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, they had, well, when they first came into class, my name was on the board and one of the students turned around and says, who the blank is Tammy? And I just stood up and said, Tammy is the teacher. 
And they all looked at me because this class hadn't had a teacher since September. And I oh. came in January. So they're like, well, who the mm, is Tammy? Well, and I'm teaching Gosh. seniors. And even though they had to call me Miss Sanders, you know, mm -hmm. um, when it was just us conferencing, I let them use my first name because they're seniors. They were mm -hmm. going out into the world. So, yeah, so that's how that name stuck. So when I needed an email address <laughs> where they could contact me when they got to college, um, that's the one they came up with. So that's the one it it's is. it's easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I love the story behind that. I had no idea. That's, that is so great. Well, thank you, Tammy, so, so much for being on Soul Prince, for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and your story with us. I greatly appreciate your time. And for everyone listening, please, please check out um, Tammy's Instagram. Check out her blog posts. And if you're interested in um, any of her tutoring services, uh, please do give her a shout out. Um, I feel that this is going to be a very powerful tool for both students and parents alike. Tammy, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Becca. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope you all enjoy this magical time of uh, Sawin and have a blessed and wonderful week. We only have a few spots available for our 2022 Vision Quest Shadows and Siege Retreat in Sedona, Arizona, January 30th through February 5th. We have extended the early bird pricing. It is now $13.33 and payment plans are available. To find out more information, visit akashicbeck.com or thesensitivesage.com under Retreats.